this is this is this is not an oligarchy. <laughs> no. Or oli- or feudalism. <laughs> this is this is This is Braveheart is what it is. We are <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> words. <laughs> oh man. A man who okay. has no words for dinner has never read anything ever. We should just do it, dude. We should just do uh, a series of fake ads, man. Welcome to Words for Dinner. The podcast that takes two month hiatuses <laughs> doesn't tell anybody. If you've been wondering where we have been, we have two. <laughs> so welcome to the latest episode, right? In between season breaks of Words for Dinner. This is one of your two co-hosts, Mike. <laughs> and I'm Max and uh Boy, man, it's it's nice to take a long break sometimes because, you know, you just, if you've wanted to, you just always wanted to watch every episode of Mad Men three times over. You know how sometimes you have that feeling? Mm-hmm. You're like, man, I would really like to watch Mad Men four times. Mm-hmm. When am I going to find that? And there it is. There you go. So I think what's important for our, our, our listeners to understand <laughs> here is that we... Have not purposely gone gone on a two month hiatus. No, no. We we've actually been on a longer hiatus because yeah. we record we recorded viral like a month before it came out. Yeah. So it's really been like a three month hiatus, and it has been a insane <laughs> fall semester, my friend. Right. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm back teaching. Suddenly. Congrats. Thank you. Right. Thank you. You're working your little tushy off. <laughs> And in between, in between, right? All this crazy shit happens. All this crazy yeah. shit, right? Yeah. So, so I'm working this new job, trying to figure it out. You're working your job. You got a life. You got love. You got happiness. You know, you're trying, trying Just to like make a it work. 70s sitcom, man. I know it's great. And then I came and visited you, right? That's true. That was, you remember that was so this? Great. You remember I really like that. It was, that. It was, that was nice. So I come and visit you, and we're like, we're gonna record an yeah. episode. Oh yeah. That's right. When when I come and visit, I get there almost immediately. I'm out. I'm just sick, just sick as fuck. Just like cold. Like oh, oh I forgot about that. You were so oh, sick. Oh man. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Oh, you were and under the weather. I was. The weather was over me, my friend. It was. It was not good. Nice. Huzzah. Um. So yeah, so I got under the weather. We were like, okay, let's not do this recording. Yeah. And while I was there, the first of three plumbing issues that are in our lives happens. Oh god, I forgot about that. Oh, that was a morbid thing that happened, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. A little a little teaser trailer for you there. Bing. Like you haven't read the title of the goddamn episode it's, and know it's morbid anyway. Why do we even a, introduce it? There's got to be fans out there that don't even read it, right? They're just like, I have so much faith in this podcast. I'm just going to click. I don't even care what it is. I'm just going to click. I just, I'm just going to download it and let just, it go. Um, so, so the pipe in Max's apartment just like bursts in the basement while I'm there trying to flood me out. 
and which is and where we were like, living. You were living, yeah, in the basement. yeah. And and we're like, oh no! And we shut off the water, and it stops. It was oh, and then, so good. And then your landlord was like, I'm never gonna come and fix it. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, that's not a good plan. No. So fast forward. <laughs> I'm back at I'm, home. I'm living in, in in just a sewage pool. You're, li- <laughs> you're living you're living in shallow water. I'm back at home. I'm I'm you know teaching, figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. You contact me because you're the adult of the group, and you're like, "Hey, we should probably record soon." I'm like, "You're right. I can barely handle yeah. the shit I'm doing right now." Yeah, but you're yeah. right. I love this. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. We set up a day. We're like, yes. I think I even got back on Twitter. I've also had a hiatus from Twitter, oh. which I like. I go on every once in a while. I'm like, hey, so we're alive still. No one likes it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's fine. At least, like, historians will know that we were around during you know, this time. There's nothing wrong with that. It builds anticipation. Yeah. And so then we're getting ready. We're getting ready. We have a date set yeah. on that day. Max, the co-host of Words for Dinner, calls me and yeah. is like, bro, we can't record. I'm like, why? Why? He's like, my pipe in my basement burst. I was like, again? He was like, Dude. yes, I forgot. So actually, actually, clarification, small point yeah. of clarification. Yeah. What you endured, well, what mm-hmm. you endured while you were here. Was a, a insidious seeping from the mm. ground. Yes, that was definitely a pipe doing something that a pipe was not supposed to do. Yeah, and it was. I mean, you remember? It was. Gross. I do. I do. It was. I do dirt. remember? I, it wasn't a poop, right? I don't want anybody to turn off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, to... it was just dirty water. It was gray water. <laughs> it was gray water. You know, <laughs> sometimes gray looks brown depending on where you're standing. Yep. I don't know. It wasn't poop, guys. Okay. Okay. Anyway, the seeping from the ground. So then, you know, it subsided. You went home. I can see that you eventually recovered. Mm-hmm. You know, I did. But then, yeah, what happened a couple of weeks ago? It was our. You know, it's getting colder over here right now. Of course, this episode's going to come out in like the middle of the summer, probably, right? But anyway. <laughs> We hope your 2019 is going really well. (laughs) Seven months in. We hope everything's going good for you. It's like June. We're over here. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Probably got five episodes recorded. (laughs) Not releasing any of them. Anyway, sorry. sorry. Anyway. God damn it. So, like, radiators this time is though. So, it's a different problem. It's a different problem. It was they. What they ended Shit. up doing was that my landlord actually came. He was like, oh, "I can handle this." I was like, "I don't." You're not a plumber. He's like, "I got this." I was like, "Oh, gee." And he didn't fix it, so he had to get a plumber. But the, I think it's fixed anyway. If you hear, if those of you still at home who have not turned off this podcast yet, which is probably about seven of you, uh, you'll notice. Hopefully, you won't notice. There's a hissing sound. In, oh, really? In this house sometimes, and it's not a oh. snake. Don't worry. It's actually yeah. just a radiator. Doing what it does. It you. I thought it was you just hissing in the background. Well, this is sometimes I do that too. <laughs> well, yeah, man. And then I think there was a third time where yeah. we were like, we're going to record. <laughs> and then one of us was like, oh, our toilet's backed up. Sorry, man. <laughs> like, shit. Like, water problems for days. I'm just... <laughs> oh, shit. I just was like, why is this happening to us? It's a real shit storm, wasn't it's it? It's real. Like, literally. It's real. Yeah. So now we're here, 
two days after Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna timestamp it. Let's just uh, timestamp it. Do it. Just do it. Two days after Thanksgiving, just coming back, trying to figure things out again, get back into the swing of things. How was it, man? Was and, it okay? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Thanksgiving? Or, like, the time off from the podcast? No, both. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was okay, and it was miserable. You decide which one was which. <laughs> That's exactly what my experience was. Weird. So, so yeah, man, I don't know. It, I'm excited yeah. to be back. Uh, and we're coming back to you. What what word what what word are we we starting season twelve with? <laughs> you know, I don't we know. should this is make up seasons. We should point. make up. I'd say it'd be kind of nice so, so our listeners know how to binge uh, listen to us. Anyway, yeah. this episode is morbid. Mm. It is morbid to listen to. It's mm-hmm. morbid to think about. Oh yeah, it's about morbid. Yes, it is. Top to bottom, top to <laughs> bleep blop. <laughs> Oh jeez, oh jeez. That's gotta stay in there. Yeah. <laughs> top to bot- bottom, <laughs> Just yeah. top to bottom. Yeah, I'm rusty. You know, this is what happens. I know, I know. I did some vocal exercises before. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Unique <laughs> New York. Oh, I love that one. Unique <laughs> New York. That's my favorite one. Is that one? Mm-hmm. I was doing some vocal exercises. Get ready. You know, stretch my jaw. Oh, God. Yikes. Yeah. I, I'm glad that I'm... Oh, boy. <laughs> you guys could hear that. I'm, I'm glad I'm the only one that could see that. It was really... It was vibrant. It was, uh, it was vivid. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was good. Anyway, Mike is drinking Crystal Light this episode, so I can tell mm-hmm. that this is going to be a, a uh, flavorful affair. It's going to be intense. I am, I, I am basically like coming back to something that I love... I might be a little bit too energetic about it, right? I have a I, okay. No. So let me let me tell you how excited I am about this. Okay. I, I have yes. a I have a lighter. I have a lighter right here. Oh. <laughs> because it's morbid, I, I brought myself a little candle. To yeah. be fair, it's a winter candle. Oh. It's not very morbid at all. But no, yeah. I was like, we gotta, I gotta, I gotta have a candle lit. Yeah. Oh, that's during nice. this performance. Yeah. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like let you listen. Oh. Right there. Wow. But let's just lighten that. Lighten Ooh. that little sucker up. Yeah, it's a three. It's a three. Uh, three wick candle. Smells amazing. Can you smell it, Max? I actually feel like I can. I yeah, know that's an illusion. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. That was those that was, sound that effects was me were closing cool. My, that was me closing my lighter. Are you ready? Boom, like that. Oh heck yeah! Mm-hmm. That was nice, man. I do feel a little like uh, I don't know, cozy right now. Maybe that's yeah. Why. I wanted I wanted this to feel cozy. I want people to come back to this and be like, I want to be welcomed in with a weird ass word, <laughs> right? And I'm like, yes, this is what we're gonna do. With morbid. Luckily, luckily too, morbid also is an easy word to start with. Yeah. Right. It, it's yeah. not super crazy or complex. We're gonna no. do that. But before we get into it, I got we got to keep this tradition up. Every time someone leaves us a review on the podcast, of course, or a, or a shout out or something, we we like to we like to at some point work it into our episodes, give them the credit that is due, right? So I would like we have two new reviews on Damn. iTunes. Damn! So this break was well, well, like obviously needed for for you know to catch on a little bit, people to like kind of get into it. Uh, so. 
we have we have one comment from CGU Math Guy. Weird. I actually think okay. he's someone who follows us on on Twitter. I think it's someone who follows. Oh, us nice. On but it's a it's uh it says what a lark. These two buddies decide to take their mutual love of words and camaraderie to the airwaves. It's oh. 90 minutes of fun. Wow. Couldn't agree more, my friend. Couldn't agree more. Wow. That, you know, that is a tremendous compliment. I feel... That is. That is. I feel even fuzzier now. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. that's, that is like, that's mm. the niche that we're trying to fit, right? Two people loving things, talking about it intelligently... Having fun. Having a lark. Having a lark. He said, what a lark. He said, what a lark. It wasn't part of the comment. It was the title of the comment. Well, you know, like, that's... I I couldn't agree more with that. That's how I want people to think of us. Okay, well, that's good. You know? And especially, I gotta give you some some cred for that one, because if that's that's somebody who's come across us via Twitter, that Mm -hmm. is 100% you, my friend. I'm trying. I've also been absent from Twitter, so maybe that'll start coming back soon. Yeah, potato, potato. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Next one is from T H O S seven S. So doses, maybe I don't. You know, I'm not sure. But I'm not sure. Those sure. sevens, those sevens. Oh, those sevens, maybe right. So T H O S seven S. Erudite and funny. Again, Ooh. what we're going for. Thank you. This is my favorite. Uh, this is one of my favorite comments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I meant to give it five stars. And I accidentally hit one. Oh. Together, that makes six. Wow. Which, which this informative and engaging sliced and diced chow down on language definitely deserves. Oh, my God. That is effusive. I am so flattered by that. Mm. I'm very flattered. Dude, you... I am honored. Now, you're the only one looking at these reviews right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you making them up just to make me feel good? I, I would never do that because first of all i could never make you feel good <laughs> second of all <laughs> i would never do that to you no, no. uh second i'm a pretty all, morbid no. guy it's hard to bring me up sometimes i know I, I like you know what i think i like the most <laughs> i like that you work in Just the word of the the word of the episode yeah. in these weird ways constantly super weird <laughs> I think I feel like if if we were to go and just like edit out all the times you use the words, you'd you'd describe yourself as surreal. Oh yeah, you'd be like, oh, I'm just such a troll. Yes, yeah, uh, I'm I'm an apple. <laughs> so sentimental am I. Meanwhile, I, we're just quite getting five star reviews. People like that guy's erudite. That that guy is <laughs> that guy's something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm super I'm I'm super excited. Thank you to both of the people who left reviews. I mean yeah. like that is amazing. So thank you so much. Uh and thank you to all the people who, you know, continue to listen. We every episode we drop now, even if it's a little a little snack, mm-hmm. we get about thirty listens. You know, up on that thing. And I think, you know, and I know it's not a lot, you know, I know that like some people like thirty listens, I get that in an hour. A minute. <laughs> Man, a couple <laughs> seconds. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know who I'm copying there. I don't know who the hell I'm like tr- even thinking about. But Yeah, they're out there know, somewhere. But like seriously, thank you so much for listening. We this is very much something that just keeps Max and I sane that yeah. we do. 
maybe one day we'll try and monetize it in some way, right? Like through a Patreon or something. At a but distant right now, time. Yeah, but right now we're just like thirty people listening to us like bullshit. That's all. That's all we want. That's you know, it's ironic want. that it keeps us sane because mm-hmm. it definitely turns some people closer to the to the brink of mental uh, a mental break. Right? I'm sure. It I'm certainly sure. does that. I mean, my God. <laughs> specifically our significant others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're who are like, we support you, but we can't fucking listen to you. No, no. Meanwhile, they're both yeah, like in the no. background right now, like with earplugs in and just like wandering back and forth, shaking their heads, basically. <laughs> it's essentially what they're doing. Yeah. Right? They're like, this is not fun like, for us. Son of a God. <laughs> Again. Uh, but yeah. So, so thank you, everybody. But the, the, you know to come to, to get to what you were you came here for. We're doing morbid. So funny noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so, so Max, tell us, tell us a little bit. I don't. I know that we both kind of chose this word, yeah, right? Yeah. Like this was kind of a, a mutual. We should do this. But yeah. tell me, like, why are you, why were you thinking morbid for this episode? First episode of season 25. What were you thinking? <laughs> well, Michael, you know, ah, damn it. It was so long ago, but I think, like, I got to say, it's a pretty lame reason. But I okay, think originally fine. I was like, uh, you know, Halloween. Yeah, mm-hmm. Why not? You know, we'll yeah. do something associated with the holiday. And then I was also thinking, like, this just this word does come up a lot. Yeah. You know, pops up For here sure. and there. And mm-hmm. it's just something that's been in my vocab. Was there was there a reason that you thought of it? Well, I think like I think like you, I was like, oh, we were going to record in October. That didn't happen. But <laughs> damn it. Yeah. But when it, but when it when we were like figuring out this date and everything, I was like, oh, November. You know, like I feel like November still has this kind of darkness to it. You know. This, like, I got to go see family that I might not be that into. Yeah. You know, I got to yeah. see family that, like, comes in with their red ball caps oh. and their racist comments. Uh-oh. And I just got to deal with them. You oh, know? Or, 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 like, family members that are like, uh, so what do you do for a living? <laughs> well, I, I, I teach. Oh, you teach, you teach, you okay. teach. Mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. Mm. Teach. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay. 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 Oh, wow. I'm like, uh, all right. Yeah. No, that's what I do. What? Okay. And then do you ask them Mm -hmm. what they do? And they're like, well, I'm a a gold panhandler. Yeah. I wear wear ratty overalls. I stand in the the shallows of the Truckee River between the months of March and August (laughs) with a small pan full of tiny little holes in it. And I just swish it back and forth looking for little gold I, nougats i feel like i feel like i need to go to more holidays at your house man. <laughs> i feel that's... like your family just comes in and there's like a uncle who hasn't been seen in years like, oh yeah hey, I'm, a, I'm a gold i got pan for gold i found a couple nuggets and you know i just take care of myself it's i'm oh. i'm max the third i don't know like whatever like Jesus dude Christ. i would can i just say i want this to be on the record yeah. you are so welcome at the Gray family uh, Thanksgiving, you. or really any holiday thereof. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about it. Then you th- you think about it. You're well, you're welcome to my family too, man. My family's cool. I actually really love my cousins a lot. Yeah. I like seeing my family. Yeah. You know, my cousins all like not all of them. All of them? yeah, like all of them are not artists. You know, like I yeah. I do yeah. I teach and I write, yeah. and so like I come in there. And I got like this little kid. 
Yeah. She just runs around and hangs out with the dog the whole time. Yeah. And then, like, my cousins are like, hey, man, like, how's work? And I'm like, good. They're like, you still writing? I'm like, yep. I'm mm-hmm. like, you still doing business? They're like, yep. Yeah. I'm like, cool. And we actually got to talking this year. Yeah. And it was a little weird. I got a little, like, I felt sure. that, that morbidness come in a little bit mm-hmm. because my one cousin is pumped about his work, right? Yeah, yeah. Pumped. He's doing work. He's pumped about it. All right. I'm, I'm interested. I'm listening to him. Yeah. Every other phrase I couldn't understand. Oh, was he using business jargon? He was. So he was like, oh. so like, so like the funny parts I could get, right? He was like, yeah. so Eddie calls me and Eddie says, Anthony, you know, and he's like making fun of Eddie, right? It's great. <laughs> nice. I'm like, cool. And then in the middle of it, Eddie starts saying to my cousin, he goes, hey, the DDDs and the PDPs and the DRMs and the, oh, and the other acronyms that I'm making up on the spot, they're due oh, by Thursday. Damn and then my other cousin is like, <laughs> oh. I'm like, what is happening? God, what? And then he's like, and then Eddie says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I get that. No, no, no I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Right? Go fuck yourself, Dad. I understand. And my other cousin is like, "Wait, so like, are there are there spreadsheets like this?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know." And then we gotta take formulas and do math, and I gotta like take this data and make it make sense to this data, so that people can data it. And I was like, "What's oh, happening?" God, dude, this sounds like actually kind of a difficult conversation to be a part of. It's weird. That's weird. Were you just like sort of like, "Hey, so I gotta go over here and wash my hair for a second. No, no, I listened leave? intently because th- it was actually interesting. This is the other thing, right? Most of it, I was like very interested in. So I was like, okay, I'm there, I'm here. Okay. But I'm like, I don't know what a DDP is. What no. is a DDP? I'm looking at my all of my other cousins. I, so I'm I don't shaking think their it's head. G-rated. I think that's an X-rated term. DDP, man. I don't know. A Diamond Dallas Page. All I could think of <laughs> no, was what? professional wrestling. Yes. And I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. Yes. And then, and then I was back on track. I was good. But, no, okay. it was good. It was it was a good time. But I was thinking about, like, you know, like, there's there's kind of a morbid sense of, like, meeting with family that you're not always on the same page with. And then... Sort of grim, right? It's, yeah. It's yeah. like the weather's changed. I feel like, didn't we have, yeah. uh, didn't we have daylight savings change this month mm-hmm. earlier? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's dark all the time. And it's dark now. Yeah. All the time. I can't imagine how much I can handle of this. It's going to go on another couple months too. It's like I yeah. So anyway, I no, that's good. Yeah. This is a good word to talk about. I think it's time. I think so. I think so. So, Michael, Max. it comes from Latin. Yes, it does. Tell, talk to me about this. Big surprise, right? I don't think we've had any of those recently. Right? Oh yeah, right. So it, it it's borrowed from there. It comes from morbidus, right? Mm-hmm. Or morbidus, I don't know. Uh, comes from the word it, it, meaning disease, sick, causing disease, unhealthy, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's just some other notes about like the sort of French sense and the Italian sense, which is kind of interesting or whatever. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know. So far, so good, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you do anything jump out at you with this word? Because like I... <sighs> I don't know. It's a. I think we're. This is a word that it's not like too unfamiliar to most people. Like no. it, it tends to relate to disease in the in the Oxford English Dictionary, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it also talks about what's what's interesting to me is that that's the first definition. It's relating to disease, 
But yeah. then in the second one, this is the one I found a little bit more interesting. It says, of a person, mental state, etc., characterized by excessive gloom or apprehension, mm-hmm. or by an unhealthy preoccupation with disease, death, or other disturbing subject, given to unwholesome brooding. Yeah. Now that, <clears throat> that sounds to me like a goth. <laughs> I guess. I don't know, man. Some goths really like My Little Pony, and you know you they gotta do. be you gotta be real with that. They do. You know, I appreciate that. I appreciate like switching up your aesthetic a little bit, and keeping people on their toes. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. uh, I, you know, so I'll, I'll just tell you like what I did when I was looking at this word was I was like picking out some of these context sentences that the OED gives you, and yeah. just sort of digging in. Just oh yeah, getting in there. You know, and like reading the original source. So I'm excited because I want to start with you there. A couple things I found interesting, and like you said already, the idea of senses relating to disease being its initial, its primary definition seemed seemed unusual. I guess like that's the first way it's been used. But even so, like in 1988, it was still being used like that. Yeah. Like that to me is very surprising that we still use it in the way... Of, like, causing disease, uh, characteristic of disease, or of the nature of disease, or of relating to disease, right? Instead mm-hmm. of, like, the way that I feel we most commonly use it, which yeah. is in the second sense, in that definition of, like, describing something or someone as morbid. Yeah, yeah, I you feel know? that, too. I feel that, too. It's kind of weird. I guess it's it used, right. like, it does have a role in the medical profession, right? Uh, yeah, that makes sense. A lot of these contact sentences are like straight up medical literature mm. from like 300 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. what is more exciting to read mm-hmm. than that? Huh? So, so I, and I think, okay, yes, nothing more exciting than dated medical texts, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's be let's be honest. <laughs> but the third the third definition, right, yeah. is in art. Ooh. Which is of a flesh tint painted with more, more, uh, I'm sorry, I misread, morbidezza, right? Yeah. You know, and did you, do you go look that up? Did you I did, up? and like, so correct me if I'm wrong, man, I don't, I took it to mean an Italian term, morbidezza, for like, what you do when you try to paint human skin. Yeah, that makes sense. Is that what it is? Yeah, but, okay, so, the, so... The etymology, this is the most interesting part of morbid um, in relationship to its direct uh, definition. Yeah. Because there's other interesting things, right? There's other things that it says incense three. So the one of like used in art, like of the flinch tent, right? Mm. Perhaps after the Italian uh, morbido, right? Characterized by refinement of colors or harmony of proportions in the mid 16th century. And it says 1292 incense of having a soft yielding or doughy consistency in sense of the like body or face of a woman or child beautiful or delicate yeah the doughiness what's going on man i love this it is weird i feel like i want to bring it back or bring it not back but like start describing people as looking morbid uh-huh. Right. Like, you look so morbid. And they're like, what? Like, you look like you have a soft, doughy consistency <laughs> that is both beautiful and delicate. And delicate, indeed. 
Yeah. Can I buy, can I buy you a drink? <laughs> you know? And they're like, uh, not only am I offended, but I'm calling the grammar police because that is an obsolete usage of that term. <laughs> and you're like, I'm in love with you. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm in love. I'm in love. And they're like, I'm not in love with you. That was inappropriate. Inappropriate, like, sir. You are correct. You know, it does make me think, you know, this is, man, if anybody in our listening audience has any sort Mm -hmm. of expertise or experience with art history or criticism, they're going to just, they're going to rise up in indignation at this. But I don't know what the hell I'm talking about on this subject, man. I got to say, you know what it Mm -hmm. makes me think of? It does make me think of Renaissance era paintings, Victorian paintings. I don't know, last, Mm. the way people look, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they're particularly, uh, I'm thinking of the Sistine Chapel. Okay. You know that sort of look that people have when they're like nude mm. and like sp- and like reaching for God or some shit like that? And you know, they're like their beautiful bodies. Doughy. Yeah. Beautiful doughy look. They do look we're, somewhat we're doughy. <laughs> well, we're naked. We look beautiful, but doughy. doughy. And I, I get that. Morbid. I definitely. Morbid. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, that's, who doesn't want that? I... You know what, man? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's real. And, and, and when we first when I first looked at this word, I was like, "Oh, look, a word that like yeah. is not so related to religion or, or sex, or sex yeah, yeah. at all." Then and then I'm like, "Well, death. I mean, okay, disease. So, yeah, that's real. Like, that's you pretty know, sexy. That probably has to. Yeah, has to do with sex for sure." And I feel like religion a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. Sure, sure. And then I was like, oh, yeah, describing flesh, of course. Every word has to be used in some sort of dirty or religious context. And there we have it, folks, right? It's tucked in at the bottom, right? You read all the other ones, and you, you're like, wait a second, it has to do with art? What? Is it? And sure enough, sure doughy enough. flesh. In doughy fact, beautifulness. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, context, there's only a single context sentence under the yeah. century. It's from... Uh, this guy named Ephraim Chambers. It's from 1728. It's a book called Cyclopedia. Not Encyclopedia. Cyclopedia. Or A Universal Dictionary of Arts and Sciences, first edition. And it says, this is, quote, morbid in painting is particularly applied to fat flesh very strongly expressed. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Sounds intense. Eee, weird. So, did you get into that? Like, no. did you... Did no, you go I, research that? That one I didn't. Hmm. I'm fascinated, though. Uh, well, I'm, in, I'm interested in Ephraim. Ephraim? What, what did you call him? Aphram? I don't know. Ephraim? Ephraim? Ephraim. Ephraim. Ephrodisiac? I don't know. Come on. Common name. Hey, Common hey. name in the 17th century. Ayo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> all right. All right. So I want to know more about... Other other places that you looked up, other things that you found in relationship to this word. I'm glad you asked. You know why? Yeah. I have some things to tell you. Oh. oh, oh. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. I'm Let's excited. Look. Let's scroll back here. For those okay, of you at scroll home back. who are eagerly awaiting <laughs> the next one, right? This is actually the very first contact sentence from the Oxford English Dictionary under this word. Yeah. And, uh, yep. I, that's why I looked it up, because it was the first one. As far as I can from, tell, the earliest, right? It's from 1656. Nice. That's a while ago. So this could be the first instance of this word. Right. It's from this guy named Henry Moore. Yeah, okay. he's, he's a philosopher. 
and he's uh, he was around in the 1600s. And he wrote, he wrote this book called Enthusiasmus Triumphatus, or mm. a Discourse of the Nature Causes, Kinds, and Cures of Enthusiasmy. <laughs> All right. I'm so, into it. So if you, you know, when you came over here a couple months back and we, and we, had, we hung out, we had a nice little time, and yeah. you came down with something? Yeah. It might have been a case of enthusiasmy. You know what? I bet it was. Yeah. But, uh, Anyway, so Henry Moore, he he has a sentence here which is in the the OED, but you know what? I found the larger entry, and I'm going to read a little bit of that. I'm very excited right now. Get ready for this not to make too much sense. Basically. (laughs) Go slow. Go slow so that I can try and follow it. I'll dial it down. But basically, it's a really long book. Uh, He numbers the passages. This is from passage number 58 from this book, Enthusiasmus Triumphatus. It's basically like an old school medical text where he's like talking about weird, gross shit that can happen to human beings. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll just give you the the choicest part, which has this word morbid in it. He's talking about, um, he's basically, this is where it gets kind of cool, right? He's basically talking about, he's like, hey, you know what? I'm paraphrasing right now. (laughs) Henry Moore. He's like, you know what I I saw? And uh, everyone's like, what's that? He's like, yeah, I saw a guy come back to life. And this is what he's talking about here in this passage. He's a guy come back to... So this is what he says. I'm going to quote him, right? Uh, It's very credibly reported that one, by the stroking of a man's arm that was dead and useless to him, recovered it to life and strength. When I heard of it and read some few pages of that miraculous physician's writing, my judgment was that the cure was natural, but that his blood and spirits were boiled to the height that it would hazard his brain, which proved true. For he was stark and mad, stark mad not very long after. There may very well, there may be very well a healing and sanative contagion as well as morbid and venomous. And the spirits of melancholy men being more massy and ponderous when they are so highly refined and accentuated by a more than ordinary heat and vigor of the body may prove a very powerful elixir. So, I'll just summarize what I just read for you, right? Please. This guy finds a guy who's either dead or is just his arm is dead. He's got a useless mm-hmm. arm. Yeah. You stroke it, yeah, stroke it, and it it comes back to life. <laughs> I guess he's so. Like, you know, and he's like, yeah, well, and basically his his conclusion from that is, well, so there could be diseases that heal you as well as diseases that hurt you, and as sure. we can see. I mean, nobody ever proved that wrong, right? What's well, I mean, I mean, it's not that far off of, like, all those germs that are inside of you that help you digest mm. shit, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like, all that bacteria and all that stuff. Yeah. Been watching a lot of science shows with the kid, mm. and they just did one on digestion. And yeah. I was like, that is intense. The old microbiome. Am I right? Nice. Great. Boom. Nice. Just Boom. dropping it. You know, I work. Look at you. I, I work with doctors. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's sometimes right. you that's just absorb the shit they're saying. Like they're, you're like, I don't know what yeah. the hell that means. But whatever, every after about a year or two, you're like, ah, I think I know what that is. <laughs> gut, right? Your gut. It's in your stomach, right? I, I know what our microbiome is now. <laughs> I can leave. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so like that's it. Henry Moore. There. I don't know. There's a few others I noticed. Can okay. I do one more here for you? Yes, please. I want right, you to I, do them. All right, I'm going to do one more. Um, Henry Moore, 
Uh, one more, one more note about him because I read, I went yeah. down the rabbit hole a little bit with him. I won't yeah, say anything yeah. more. But he was a theologian and philosopher. Okay. Um, he liked Plato a lot, and he was mm-hmm. from a group of people that liked Plato. Anyway, this guy, he was sort of noted for trying to explain. Basically, he's, he's among this class of philosophers who try to prove that God is real by using the most up-to-date science of the time, okay. which is kind of like, obviously, like nowadays, we're like, that. You're, that's not going to work, bro. But he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, if you look at the way that the air works, like if you look at the way the atmosphere works, there's there's genies up there, right? And they're working on God's behalf. And everyone's like, I don't, that's not in the Bible. He's like, yeah, yeah, but a science. And everyone's like, uh. So there's a footnote on this guy, and it's basically like, he was so eager to prove God and prove God's mm-hmm. existence through science that he may have actually done himself a disservice by being so eager to use science to prove it because every all the other scientists at the time disagree with him. So all the people who are listening are like, wait a second, all these religious guys who know far more than we do are in a disagreement over what's mm-hmm. going on. So it makes... It makes uh, they think that it might have caused uh, like an increase in atheism. At oh, the time, related to really, yeah, sort of, sort of related to that. At least this is—I was reading a source from Stanford. It's a uh, the Stanford's uh, Encyclopedia of uh, Philosophy. It was about Henry Moore. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. That's, the, That's super interesting. It's super interesting, right? All right, so we're moving on to a different sentence here. Let's. Uh, I'm going to look at. Uh, okay, <laughs> George Bud. I think. Oh wait, no, no. Yeah. Oh, is that? Oh, I liked that one. You like that one? I, I mean, if you don't want to do that one, that's fine. I just, I love that his name was G Bud. G Bud on diseases okay. of the liver. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know what? No, like that one's just kind of gross. Uh, there's a different one. I, I mean, uh, I have a f- couple that I could talk about here. Oh, here we go. So I was looking at, um, you know, Samuel Johnson. Yeah. Okay. He he was ar- actually arguably the first author of the Oxford English Dictionary. Yeah, yeah, right. Right, he's the originator, what have you. Sure. So, famous guy. Anyway, so this is, this pertains to sense B, which is of a person, a part of the body affected with disease, right? And uh, so this is the third context sentence from Samuel Johnson. It's from, a, 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 I guess, a series of essays called The Rambler, mm. and they're numbered. Okay. So this one is number 43. Right? Samuel Johnson's The Rambler, number 43 called The Inconveniences of Precipitation and Confidence. And uh, so the context sentence here is, every man comes into the world morbid. That's what he said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, But I'm going to read you the whole paragraph. It's one paragraph, and it's the first one in this this chapter he wrote. Um, It's basically about the natural dispositions that people have and uh, which ones are better than others, (laughs) which is like a classic thing for people to write about at this time where it's sort of like, yeah. uh, there's no way to uh, settle this, <laughs> you know? But anyway, this is a short paragraph. I'll just read you this. So Samuel Johnson, he says, quote, it is observed by those who have written on the constitution of the human body and the original of those diseases by which it is afflicted that every man comes into the world morbid, that there is no temperature so exactly regulated, but that some humor is fatally predominant and that we are generally impregnated in our first entrance upon life with the seeds of that malady which in time shall bring us to the grave. So he's a good writer, man. Mm. And that paragraph, he goes on to 
like explain, but he's basically saying some people say that you're born with um, temperaments, traits, characteristics, what have you, yeah, yeah. that lead to your demise. Mm. And it's sort of talking about fate. Mm. Right. But then it's, it, he goes on, he sort of qualifies that and he says, like, actually, uh, it, that's not necessarily true. And like, you can affect your fate and like that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's cool, right? Yeah, that is cool. I liked that. I like the use of the word humor. I like that, like, that word is a cool word that I feel like we might do someday. Like, it, it went through a lot of changes. You know what I mean? For so sure. I just think yeah. it's cool. I, I think, think cool. you you totally caught that, dude, because it, yeah. it's spelled H U M O U R in this mm, context. And it's yeah. right. It totally does, like, have that old school antiquated definition that, mm. that you caught that. Like, it doesn't, it didn't mean funny. No, yeah, like the humors, the human humors, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah, dude, interesting, interesting shit. So, I don't know. I think uh, those those are the main ones I wanted to point out because I think yeah. they're pretty cool. I think I had one more, but do you want to do you want to chime in here? Do what What do you think? No, of I, I. So, I mean, I had a very different experience mm. and went some weird ways, mm. all o- all over the place. Really, it's just like. I don't know what the hell happened when I was researching, but mm. it was not it was not normal. And by <laughs> not by not normal, I mean it was completely normal for me. Okay. <laughs> but I just couldn't control myself and bring yeah. myself back. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But sure. if you want to do that, if you want to do that last one, because like mine, mine's related not really to the definitions of the word at all. Okay. Okay. In that case, you know what? Let's yeah, like I'll just I'll just do one more of my little rabbit holes that I went down here. I'll I'll tell oh. you a little bit about one more context. I just think these are cool, you know. I like mm-hmm. looking at the context of the context. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, because it's, it's about the history, and it's yeah. it just gives you like sort of, especially it's like if you're one of those people that like me has to stand around the water cooler a lot at your workplace. It's like you know, just just surprise some people with some weird facts that you learn from words for dinner. Yeah, I uh, love it. Yeah. But uh the okay, so the last one that really jumped out at me was uh, is in the second definition, which is sort of the uh gloomy one, right? It's characterized by excessive gloom or apprehension given to unwholesome brooding. Now, I'm looking at the entry from eighteen eighteen, which is by Thomas Love Peacock. And uh, it's not- yeah, he does. And go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, he does love peacocks. Thomas loves them. Go wow. ahead. Wow. Wow. Um, oh, solid man. Anyway, so the book is called Nightmare, Nightmare Abbey. Ooh. Page 94. So now I'll preface this. This was a very interesting entry because it is kind of a satire. And if you look uh, at the, you can find the Wikipedia page on uh, on this book. But basically it is a, uh, it's, written in, in a time period when romanticism is like sort of strong in the arts, mm. right? So romanticism is is about strong feelings and passions, but it's also like what we today might, what somebody like me might uh, casually refer to as goth, right? Mm. And what I mean by that is like, there was a lot of morose, um, melancholy feelings that were expressed also as well. I mean, you might even say that like, uh, Edward, I don't know if Edgar Allan Poe would be considered a romantic, but he was sort of around the same time period and like, like very gloomy, dark sort of stuff. Right. At any rate, yeah. like 
I think that's how Thomas Peacock was interpreting romanticism. And so his book, Nightmare Abbey, was written about uh, basically like a gloomy ass gothic like lord in a castle. And he had a cast of characters around him who were also gloomy and given mm-hmm. to unwholesome brooding, what have you. And yeah. right, it's just sort of making fun of them. So he's using these characters as uh, stand-ins for actual real people that really existed yeah. and make like romantics and making fun of them. Oh, that's actually so funny. Right. So like, and I wouldn't have known this if I hadn't looked it up, right? This <laughs> sentence He's uh, I'll read you the uh, the paragraph that from this uh, that surrounds this context sentence. But um, from from this book, Nightmare Abbey, he's it's early in the book. And uh, the the I guess the lord of the castle is this guy named Mr. Glowry. And Mr. Glowry is uh, he's you're you're learning who his friends are, the characters in this book. So he's introducing them one by one. And this character, this context sentence comes from a description of a character called Mr. Flosky. And Mr. Flosky, what's interesting about him is apparently Peacock was trying to satirize by making this character. He was trying to satirize um, Coleridge, Samuel Taylor Coleridge, the poet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, you now, I, here's what I'm going to do, Michael. I'm going to read this. Maybe afterwards, it's just a short paragraph. You can tell me, you know more about poetry than I do in general. Sure. You've read your fair share of Coleridge, I would imagine. I mean, I'm sure I've read him, yes. Okay. Anyway, you let me know what your thoughts are on this, right? So th- This is Peacock's attempt at a, uh, describing Samuel Taylor Coleridge in, a, in literary form. Right? So he says, quote, Another occasional visitor, much more to Mr. Glowry's taste, was Mr. Flosky, a very lachrymose and morbid gentleman of some mm-hmm. note in the literary world, but in his own estimation of much more merit than name. The part of his character which recommended him to Mr. Glowry was his very fine sense of the grim and the tearful. No one could relate a dismal story with so many minutiae of supererogatory wretchedness. No one could call up a raw head and bloody bones with so many adjuncts and circumstances of ghastliness. Mystery was his mental element. He lived in the midst of that visionary world in which nothing is but what is not. He dreamed with his eyes open and saw ghosts dancing around him at noontide. Mm. And it goes on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So I, I don't it. know. Do you think Coleridge was a was like a was a, a had a very fine sense of the grim and the tearful? Maybe. I mean, it. I guess it depends on you know, like a lot of these guys wrote. I I know this sounds stupid, but a lot of different poems. Like they wrote a yeah. lot of different shit. Yeah. Right. We're like, because like he's the one who wrote "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner" yep. and "Kubla Khan." Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I I don't remember if it's him or Wordsworth or or somebody who were like they were pretty dark. Okay. Let me just I'll I'll conclude this this little point. But uh, I I found the entry on the Wikipedia page for uh, for Nightmare Abbey this novel. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, under Flosky. He's described as a satirical portrait of the English poet Samuel Taylor Coleridge. His criticisms of contemporary literature echo remarks made by Coleridge. Um, oh, his, abi- okay. his ability to compose verses in his sleep is a playful reference to Coleridge's account of the composition of Kubla Khan. His claim to have written the best parts of his friend's books also echoes a similar claim made by Coleridge. Uh, both men are deeply influenced by German philosophy and Immanuel Kant. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. 
right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, sounds pretty funny. You know. Yeah, you know yeah. who? Yeah, how are you not going to get behind that? How are you not? Gonna get you have to. You have to get yeah. behind. God, why is his name Thomas Peacock? Yeah, that's my question. <laughs> we could never know. Yeah, I know. He lived a long ass time. <laughs> I'm gonna start. Here's another one. Lacrimose, huh? Lacrimose. Well, I know, right? Oof. Tearful. I- I think I think one of the things that I like is that there's just a lot of other words that are like kind of fun sounding or like kind of delicious in a weird way yeah. that are often associated with morbid. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. nice. Like lacrimose is a good yeah. one. You always come across other ones. We came mm-hmm. across humor today. That was good. Yeah, melancholy is, is another one that I think is pretty pretty good. But yeah, man. So I I went a different route so i i looked up oed and i was like all right got it yeah i'm like let's see what else i can find oh i'm excited dude so i went looking online i was like okay well tell me you know where this word come from you know know, what's his background we talked a little bit about that i was like well what's his history how do people use it now yeah yeah and I just got sucked down a bunch of rabbit holes of just different shit. Oh, baby. So, this is going to be Mike's morbid menagerie of sources. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I couldn't, like, I couldn't like this anymore. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. I'm so, pumped, dude. so, one of the things that uh, I found interesting when looking up the eto- like the etymology of the word which we talked a little bit about earlier, is that often morbid is seen as having the root word of mer, M-E-R. Yeah. And so that root meaning is to rub away or harm, which is interesting. And this is all coming from the online uh, etymology dictionary, which we've talked about, about the other, our other OED that we use. Um, and so, and then it, it's possible, like, there's another root with mer that means to die, right? Oh, yeah. And so there's, like, a lot of words like mort and mortal, uh, mortem, mortify, mm-hmm. mare, like, specifically, a not mare the horse, but a different type, like a nightmare, you know, like that kind of mare. Oh, yeah, Um yeah. And so, and morbid is part of that. And I thought that was interesting. And what they say here, right, is like they have this kind of background of like it's hypothetical source evidence for its existence is provided by Sanskrit. Uh, you know, and so like getting into like really old languages, mm. which you got to love that shit, right? I'm into it. But sure. I think it's interesting how like morbid, you know, it's kind of like good and bad. And I'm kind of in, I was kind of into that. I was like, oh. Like it's you know it's like you're interested or fascinated with this thing mm. that is often seen as bad, right? And so we think of fascination or like obsession or like passion for things as good for the most part, and then the other part of like it's like death, right? Which then it becomes weird, right? And it seems to have this weird gray area. And I think this is why it's such a fun word to use in pop culture and in the world around us Hmm. so 
Morbid, right, it's just like used in a lot of different ways. I know you found a band named Morbid. Uh-huh. I found a band, a different band named Morbid Angel. Yeah. So those those of our listeners who might be like heavy metal fans are like, yes, oh, wow. rock on right now. Yeah, both um, these bands are metal bands. Coincidence? Yeah. I don't oh, think so. I, th- I think that makes sense, right? It's Morbid. Morbid is like this word. It's not. It's not just negative, right? It like has this weird line that like we associate it with negativity because first definition which is older of like being connected to disease but then it starts becoming like this fascination with disease or this fascination with death or this you know fascination with it and it's not necessarily like i don't know bad right i think this is where we also get the phrase morbid curiosity right yeah so i kind of got into that rabbit hole too there are a lot of things i opened up just now i'm i'm super into it I'm Googling, right? I'm looking up shit. And I find, I find that there was in Brooklyn a museum called the Morbid Anatomy Museum. Oh, my God. That was open for two and a half years. Shut up. Closed down in like 15, 16, maybe 2012. It wasn't open that long. And the person who opened it keeps it going a bit online call at like at morbid anatomy dot blog spot dog uh dot blog spot <laughs> i'm having a rough time man you're doing good you're doing uh, good i believe in you <laughs> red leather yellow leather <laughs> oh, no. okay i feel better oh, no. yeah, me too. so it keeps she keeps it alive at morbid anatomy dot dot blogspot.com i got it got it boom but yeah so she keeps it alive there and it's really interesting like there's just like a lot of weird shit that's on there like specifically like some of the things that like this place had this museum had which was really unusual they had like this uh anatomically correct woman Mm. that was opened up Mm. and it's animally anatomically correct organs that are in there it's all like made out of wax i think right and so there's like a bunch of skeletons in there a bunch of all this weird shit right that reminds me of the bodies exhibit you remember that yes yes i know what you're talking about but this is like it just like pushes it towards weirder one Mm. of the things that they had at the museum was they would explode bones what yeah, I guess, like, I don't know how often they did this, but they exploded bones, right? And then people could see, like, how bones explode. And there's, like, a lot of... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then there's, like, a lot of really, like, there's a lot of skeletons, you know, and stuff oh. like that. And then one of the things that I found Damn. was the super weirdest all right, all right. were these old, like, these wax, highly detailed wax creations. They're small. Mm. Right or mm. smaller than like a wax person, but it'd be like a face, so yeah, it'd be yeah. super detailed face, okay. and it would show like leprosy. So it was used in, in education, yeah. So these are some yeah. nasty, weird pictures, man. And so it'd be like this is what leprosy looks like on the face. This is what it looks like here. Damn. Here's what like this disease looks like, you know. Oh, and so it'd be crap. wax recreation, so that doctors could see it and be like, oh, okay, okay, and then they could like look at it later but what's cool about this is that like she has like this giant library and i couldn't find 
like a good list of I really should have had coffee. You were like, where's your Snorlax mug? I was like, I don't need fucking coffee. And now I'm like, damn. <laughs> it's because we're rusty, man. It's because we haven't logged in a words for dinner I episode know, in a while. We, we, we forget. I forget. You have to be. It's marathon style. It's a marathon style. You're right. It's just You're like right. that turkey trot I did. I can't believe you did that. We're gobble, gonna, that's, that's That is a conversation for another time anyway it is it is so so yeah so there's this cool website on there and so i'm like looking around poking around on there and i'm like oh well like what else is named morbid or how else have we used morbid in the past right so of course magic the gathering comes up (laughs) oh shit so big shout out to all our our nerdy our nerdy brethren out there right (laughs) that morbid morbid is an ability word which signals that a spell or ability has different effects or additional effects or may only be used if a creature has died earlier in the same turn. Okay. Costs three any mana. So this is this is the part where you like skip forward a minute if you're not into Magic the Gathering, because oh, like this I'm is me so just so into it though. This is me just going, Max, I know you're into it. So here's <laughs> just me. Stroking, stroking, stroking that arm stroking until it comes back alive. Yeah, Magic the Gathering. Sure. So, so the Howlhound Scavenger costs five to release, two forest mana, three any mana. That's a it's hefty chunk ele- of change. I know it's an elemental. So four five. Okay. Four five. So it's you know it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. And has the ability morbid, so that when the scavenger enters the battlefield, if a creature died this turn, you gain five life. Oh wow! So morbid is life gaining if something dies. Kind of, yeah. Which again is like this weird like mix of that word. So it was last used in the release of Commander 2014. Hmm. Like it's not that great of an ability. You know what's cool though? You mm-hmm. can create a deck around that ability. Yeah. Now we're there's only there's only 18 cards that have that ability. Yeah, so, not so it's not cards. that much. Yeah, it's not yeah, that much. Yeah. Anyway, that was for you. I love that. That was great. My buddy. What a lark that was. Oh my gosh, stop. Anyway, so then we have the we have the uh the museum. And so then I found a game online called yes. Morbid Curiosity. Oh. We are not being paid by this by this uh this couple no. to or these people who like put out this game for no. this. I'm just gonna say I am 100% interested in, in getting this game. I love Game Night. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, me too. But this game is a card game. Think think a little bit along the lines, for those of you who don't play a lot of games, think a little bit like... Um, uh, what's the game I'm thinking of? Card, cards Against Humanity, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's mm-hmm. like those you know cards that you play and then you like put things together but for this it's like more serious a little bit more serious so there's two decks and one one deck you pull a card and you ask like a trivia question about death Ooh, interesting right okay so you you know you'd be like in tibetan death culture blah 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 right so you have all like these interesting facts right and then whoever gets it first gets that card and gets the point. And then like the goal is to get a certain amount of points to win. Then the white cards are questions that you just ask, right? So like I'm just pulling these from pictures, right? So one is like, 
What is the perfect food to bring to a picnic in a cemetery? Oh, and then nice. you, then people answer, and like the one that you like the best, like you pick, right? Or or things like uh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. So this is a question based so, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, it didn't load up for me. I'm sorry. So if you could come back as a ghost and haunt someone, who would it be? Ooh. What are your yeah you? <laughs> yeah. What what are your instructions regarding the disposal of your body? Oh, just burn that shit. Mm -hmm. Who would you choose to officiate your funeral? Oh, damn. That's a great question. So, like, so so it's interesting. This game is kind of, it's supposed to be fun, but then there's this, like, serious component to it where, like, you're supposed to, like, have a fun way to talk about this, like, really dark part of life. And, like, one of the, the history behind it is that one of the creators... Uh, this woman, Kimberly mm. Mead, right? Then she had other people help her out with that. Mm. Is that she, like, she does a children's group. Uh, and I guess she does one about, like, around, like, maybe losing a loved one at a grief center or something like that. And kids are, like, super good at it, she says. Like, they can talk about death and, like, be interested in it. But adults, mm. man, can't. So she came up with an idea for the game and oh. hooked up with a couple people. Yeah, it got funded on um fucking, uh, what's it called? I uh, can't remember. Like, uh, like a GoFundMe or something like that? Like Kickstarter? Yeah, Kickstarter. That's what it was, right? So we got funded on Kickstarter. Uh, and yeah, so like they game exists now. Morbid Curiosity. Super interested in it. Super exciting. I was like, oh my god. And I was like, oh my god, I'm going to play this game with Max. I'm going to ask him weird death questions. Yeah. Right? And then like, and then we'll have that. But So it's like this kind of cool game, you know, in connection to it. And even beyond that, I'm talking. I'm looking at morbid curiosity. Yeah. And there's all these arguments that, or like not all, like a few arguments that certain archaeologists make that say that oh, morbid curiosity is bad, right? Like you're, you're like kind of defiling the idea of bodies. And then Ooh. another group of archaeologists that are saying actually, morbid curiosity is great because it gets people interested in what we're doing and what like digging yeah, yeah, up yeah. old shit, you know? Oh, and, okay. and so it's just, it's just really interesting. I'm like, Oh man, what? So like, this becomes like a conversation, uh, about like, well, is it like offensive mm. you know, to be like really obsessed with like this dead body specifically? If you know, you're like an American obsessed with like the dead body of like a native American, you know? And then like, suddenly like this becomes like a weird, like kind of like ooh, I want to see that, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. like cultural is... fetishism. Or <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. it feels awkward. But yeah. then, like, you know, these other people are like, oh, well, I mean, if it's voyeurism, that's one thing. But if it's curiosity about what it's like to be dead and what it's like, like what happens to your body, right? Then that's yeah. actually good. That can help us, you know, kind of get people more interested in this shit. So you were looking at a couple different angles. It was all over the place because I was like. How do people use the word morbid? Yeah, in different ways, and mm -hmm. then I just like found these. Just, I found a lot of different stuff. You know, mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of stuff out there. And morbid, this word was a good word to come back on because this word doesn't have like an insane history as yeah. much as it's used in a variety of ways. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people yeah. pull it out as verb, as noun. You know, uh, you know, as adjective, and they're like just. 
they're just like pulling it and like applying it like where they where they want right where they want something that's dark Mm -hmm. but like sounds smart you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. No, dude, yeah. I know. Yeah, I, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it is a slightly higher diction word, too. We've talked about mm-hmm. this in the past, too. But diction does come into it the way that it's used, right? Like, mm-hmm. like it's higher diction than a word like grim mm-hmm. or or much higher than a word like scary or something. These are adjectives, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like we could go on and on on this, but it's like it, it does hit a certain note. Yeah. Um, but I don't, yeah, like I don't see it being used too satirically these days i do th- i i think it's very interesting that what you were talking about with the archaeology conversation yeah. you know like that profession is sort of saying well morbid curiosity is an important part of what we do and like you know some people saying it isn't but like my personal that one caught my interest because like yeah oh, and you know like i think it's just a part of human nature like sometimes well not for everybody because i gotta mm-hmm. be honest man like I don't okay. like scary movies. Sure, I'm not sure. really a morbid curiosity sort of person. Like, mm-hmm. if you put some gross shit in front of me, I'm probably just going to make a face and walk away. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, are you like that or do you like scary movies? Like, so I, I mean, like morbid movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I don't really like. I don't really guess I don't like that ty- like that type of movie. But I'm yeah. really interested in like stories that are like that. Right. Mm. Um, so like in other mediums being explored, right. Though like some horror movies I can get behind, but like, like there's, there's a podcast that I found too called morbid curiosity, which I'm totally going to listen to oh, hell like, yeah. um, at some point, but like <laughs> that was interesting. Cause it's just like conversations about like these weird things that have happened in the past or these right. kind of like right. bad things, you know, and that, that stuff fascinates me. Like I'm, I'm into like, Oh yeah, there was like the serial killer who did this, right? Or, you know, there's like this this ship that's gone missing for right. and like nobody knows where it is, right? Mm-hmm. And like, ooh, is it ghosts? I'm like, I don't know, is it? Is it ghosts? Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking tell me, man. So I like Mysteries. that. I like Yeah, I like suspense, you know? And like even if it is like more like based in you know, whether it be like death or disease or something like that, I do I do like that stuff. But like, I don't I don't watch a lot of horror though. But I don't either. I think we're on the same page, man. You, uh, what do you think about uh, Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, no, I, I mean I've seen it. Okay, I think that's what? a morbid movie. I mean, whatever, right? Like, yeah, it's a widely applicable term. Sure, agreed, agreed. Yeah, it's never gonna go out of style, boys and girls. It's always gonna be cool to say something's morbid. Yeah, and so I think that that's part of it, too, is that there is a, a sort of cultural cachet that the word has, you know, um, which I think is interesting because it's, it's othered, but, like, in that way that, like, some things that are othered are cool, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. um, and and I do I do like that, like, and, I, and I'm, I'm into that stuff as well. Like, I like the I- idea of that. Um, Ooh, that's nice. I like yeah. that, too. Yeah. And then I also like I also found like I thought it was interesting that you went the uh, uh, medical route with some of your stuff because I got pumped. I, I found this long ass article actually has nothing to do with morbid. It just has the word <laughs> in it, right? Okay, okay. Which which was also something I found like oh my no, god morbid, like you like as soon I went down this rabbit hole of like 
you know, like morbid curiosity, mm-hmm. and then like adding things to like search engines, you know, like mm-hmm. back and forth, back and forth, like adding different words or taking away words and trying to find different stuff. Sure. And I found this like interesting like study of when the word, like the word itself, the word heterosexuality was first used. Huh. And it was used with the term like morbid in front of it. Whoa. For a while. And so like that's why like it, it like popped up, but it was just like this was a like the article if you guys are interested, it's called The Invention of Heterosexuality uh, by Brandon Amb- Ambrosino. And it's from like twenty seventeen BBC Future. Mm. BBC Future story. Uh, and supposedly, you know, he's a guy who uh, has written for like New York Times and stuff like that, okay. right? Um, and Politico and the Atlantic and whatever. And he goes through and talks about how the word was first used because there's a lot of conversation around like how the word homosexual was first used. And then, mm. but he's like, but let's also talk about how the word heterosexual was first used. It was pretty bad. And it was just like it's just this cool mm. thing. And so I don't know. So like, I just also liked how the word morbid like sent me down these other ways of finding stuff that was interesting. And that's what I think is the, the coolest about choosing a word, not, not always having a background with this word or not always like having, what's it called? Like, uh, like, uh, like, like an inciting no- incident. And, yeah, or like a knowledge that this word will give us a good episode, right? <laughs> in- instead, <laughs> picking a word, picking a word, going for it, and then going like, where does this lead us? And yeah. I'm like, oh, cool, this museum looks badass. This game looks amazing. Hell yeah. This one article I read was awesome. I might have found a new podcast that I'm able to yeah. listen to, right? I got I got to make a Magic the Gathering joke. Who oh, doesn't want to do that? that? That was a high point for me, man. So like so that's kind of cool is that like when you dig into things, you get to like see where you go and what what it is that you kind of experience or you kind of learn or 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 deal with in that moment isn't always necessarily what you sought out for. Like you kind of went into this history of like, now, you know, these different people that have used the word morbid before, yeah. but like now we know Thomas love Peacock, like this guy, like, you know, like now people know who, like at least have an idea of who this guy is. Right. And that he wrote satire in the 1700s. TLP. Like we had to rejuvenate him, right? He's got to come back to the forefront. <laughs> Oh, uh, you made me choke. Yeah. Choke on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I love I love it. I really I really do. So if you don't have anything else, <laughs> I have a fun game call for you. Called Was This Word <laughs> Invented in sixteen fifty six or not? <laughs> Dude, can I just say real quick? I am just I am just giddy with excitement and just mm-hmm. I can't even describe my emotions right now. They're so gleeful because mm-hmm. uh I believe is this the first time that you've brought a game? I don't know. It might be. It might be. I know. Um I'm excited. Oh, I'm just overjoyed to see that. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna give you a word and you're gonna say morbid or more not <laughs> right yeah yeah morbid 
or Morb not <laughs> for whether or not this is a cousin of the word morbid, which also had its first first appearance in 1656. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I need a review of the rules again. Yeah. Okay. okay so you're going to ask me a question. Yeah. And uh, it's a word. I'm just gonna say a word. Okay. Just say a word. Okay. And then you're gonna be like morbid or morb not. Morbid means it was created in the same year as morbid. Okay, okay. <laughs> morb not means okay. it was not created in the same uh year is that okay trying to get (laughs) this word there we go that's what i wanted okay okay because i'm gonna have this you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be into this dude i am just i must say that this is just thoroughly edifying for me to be a part of this game right now it's just full circle it's nice so i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you 10 words okay more it's either a brother or sister or cousin of morbid, so it can't. The word was originally appeared or first appeared in 1656, according to Merriam-Webster, or it did not appear in 1656. Okay, you ready? Yeah, you ready? Glacial. Oh, this is a great game, dude. Okay, mm-hmm. no, no. So let me repeat. Let me repeat again. Glacial. No. You gotta use the words morbid or morb don't. <laughs> That's morb not a chance. Okay. It was. Oh, first appearance. What? First Get appearance of Glacial 1656. Hot damn, dude. Oh, I am as a as an amateur internet etymologist, I am ashamed of myself. So Max, I need I need you to I need you to put earmuffs on for a second because I'm gonna let the audience know know okay. a secret. Okay. Right. La la la. I'm not I'm not gonna let you know. Okay. Which is okay. Do you have your earmuffs on? Yeah. All of these words are either from 1656 or 1808. There's no there's no in between. So it's either a yes or no. Okay, you can come back. I know you didn't put earmuffs on. It's fine. So oh, can I come back? Yeah, nine come more, back? nine more. Yeah, come yeah, back. nine more words. Nine more words. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> I am so Mi- ready. Yeah, yeah. misogyny, misogyny. Oh, definitely yes. <laughs> more big. Yes. 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 Okay. All right, I'm fifty-fifty okay. right now. Okay. Right. <sighs> non. Absorbable. Nope. <laughs> what kind of goddamn word is that? That's a fucking. That's a silly word. Mm-hmm. Non-absorbable. Non-absorbable. Hmm. So like, basically, what happens when you enter one of those porta johns and you're like, I'm just here to. Oh my god! And just everything yes. there is non-absorbable. Yes. Um. I'm gonna go with morb not. You would be correct, oh, sir. Wow. Very good. That appeared in 1808. 
the only other date that I'm looking at right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, wow. Dude, I got to say, that one, that one was, that was a, that was a tricky one. Oh, yeah. You know. Touch up. <laughs> All right, we're not going to do 10 because okay. it's taking a long time. Okay. But maybe six. So okay. touch up. Touch up. Uh, more BS. More BS is correct. Mm. 1656. Touch up. Morbid. Momentous. Misogyny. Lyrist. All in 1656. Whoa, hot damn. I know. Hot damn is right. Yeah. Okay, I got two more for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I don't like. Oh, I like this one. Batfish. Bat. <laughs> it's a word. No. Batfish. You stop it. That is not Batfish. a word. You stop. Stop it. Batfish. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Can I ask um, a question? I, yes, I will give you the definition. Okay. Because <laughs> any I'm, of uh, right now, hold on. Before you say it, I mean this. I'm curious if it's a bat or a fish. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Any of several fishes with wing-like processes, especially any of a family of flattened, pedicillate, bony fishes. And then there is a beautiful illustration of a batfish, which we should put up on the website. Oh, 100%. That is definitely going to show notes, man. So it's a flying fish, kind of. No, it's just got wing-like things. It is a fish with wing-like processes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Jesus, that's gross and weird. All right. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Morb not. You. You're correct. Oh. You are correct. Last one. Wow, Last one. Well, huh? okay. Last one. I'm excited about this one. Yeah. Gaslight. Ooh. Oh, great one, dude. Gaslight. All right. So now, now. Gaslight. <laughs> I happen to know that this one is from a play. And I don't oh, really. Know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's I don't believe t- you. Yeah. Gaslighting. We were actually. I think this is on our list of potential words to do, so I might be like, mm-hmm. I might be giving up the ghost. I might be spilling the beans. I might be uh, letting the cat out of the bag. Okay. But anyway, and now it's from a play, and that's where the term came from. Mm, when did the play came out? I don't know. Mm, I'll uh, give you a hint. Yeah. The play came out in 1938. Oh. And those are not the two dates in which. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. I was really coming out the. I was barking up the wrong tree there, wasn't I? And no, 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 but the turn, the <laughs> no, 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 you're you're correct. Oh. In, um, in like what you're saying, the way that we use gaslight now, the like verb. to gaslight someone, yeah, 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 is from that play. But go ahead. Okay, okay. Morbid <laughs> or morb don't. Morb yes, I'm gonna go with morb yes. Incorrect. Uh-oh. 1808. It's the first appearance of Gaslight, okay. along with cough syrup, oh. digitalize, Whoa. diner out, fair lead, spellbind, oh. rop, what the fuck? pernickety, what the hell's, and pueblo per- pernickety. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's not a word. Stop it. It's, it's a word. Wait, it is how a, are you finding sorry. these? Organi- you're looking at words organized by dates? Mer- Merriam-Webster has this really cool thing now called Time Traveler, oh, where you yeah. can just click a date and it tells you all the words they think like first appeared there, right? Yeah, so like yeah. for 1656, it's like morbid. Yeah. Marmorial. Oh. You know, lumbar. Sure, sure. Gastric. Hmm. Glacial. Which we Glacial, talked yeah, about. Damn, was... Epistolary. Oh, nice. Complicated. Oh. Boots. Name of a person. I don't know who but, that is. But it's pretty great. Boots. Okay. Applied. Yeah. Dog fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ventriloquist. Oh. Zero flithalamia. <laughs> Unsplit. <laughs> and zealotry. Whoa. All from that year? Well, I mean, there's a lot more, but I just bounced around. It's a good year, huh? How do you say it? How do you say this? Hold on. I'm going to play it again so that they can tell me. Play the robot. Xerophthalmia. No, that's that's ridiculously complicated. What? Mm -hmm, What? mm -hmm. And that would be a dry, thickened, lusterless condition of the eyeball. Ooh. Resulting especially from a severe system uh, systemic deficiency of vitamin A. Uh, okay. You are welcome, world. You are welcome. Yeah. You know, this is... <laughs> I really like it, man. This is this has been a real journey. I gotta it's say, been something. It's been uh, something. Merriam-Webster is kind of bringing their A game too. Or I gotta say too. I gotta say that too. Morbid. Or Morb don't. Morb not. <laughs> I love it. It's a great game. Didn't I don't know why. I was I was in the car like driving home, and I was like I was listening to this like radio DJ, like play a weird game called Yes or BS. Right. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh god, this is so stupid. Yeah. I'm like, it's just as stupid as Morbid or Morb don't. And I'm like, yep, that's the game. Yep, that's what we're doing. <laughs> And that's and that's all you need to know, folks. Better and that's than radio. How a star was born. <laughs> when they do the movie version of our lives. Oh man! And the Spruce Brothers play us, dude. Right? Who is that? What? Cole Spruce and Dylan Spruce. Who? You don't know who I'm talking about? No. Oh wow! Dude, you got to get up all on right. your life. All right, hold on, hold on. They're Spruce. twins. They're twins. They were like they were uh, the the real life with Zach and Cody. They lived oh. in a hotel. It's an old show where they were kids. They got their original break in an Adam Sandler film, where they played the same child because they're identical twins. Oh, I believe right. Oh, uh, okay. It's it's the one where the kid shows up on his doorstep and it's like this is your son. Okay, and it's like this four year old. You know, yeah, what movie Big I'm Daddy. Big Daddy, I believe that's where they got their start. Man, Big Daddy is one of those movies where it was like, I at the time I was like, this is a funny movie, and then like you watch it like now, and you're like, oh, it's a really, really tone deaf on a lot of things. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Ain't that the truth? All right. Well, uh, the Spruce Brothers. I I was gonna say I think uh, I'm gonna be played by Jack Jack Black. I feel like by the time <laughs> by the time they realize. That they need to make a movie about this podcast. We're going to be dead. <laughs> I, all of them will be dead for a long time. 
it'll be like our grandchildren who are yeah. like, what, yeah. what is this bullshit? Yeah. And it'll be somebody who's like, we got to tell this story. We're going to call it yeah. Morbid. Dude. Morb not. It's beautiful. <laughs> I got to say, dude, that game was great. Mm-hmm. I'm I, glad you liked it. I, I've been... I think this crystal light was an excellent choice today. I think it. I think it went over pretty well. I wish I had some coffee, but I liked. I liked it. My candle is burning. It smells what like winter with essential oils. That's oh, what it smells like. Winter's coming. No, it just smells like winter with essential oils. That's nice. Yep. That's so a- there you go. If you want to know what I'm smelling like right now. <laughs> all right so that's what we'll put in the show notes we're gonna put a we're gonna put uh that magic card you're talking about we're gonna yes. put we're gonna put um oh what was the other thing there's a lot of stuff batfish batfish damn it oh batfish i'm freaked out by that you're gonna love the picture it's pretty good i don't know if i'm gonna like it's it. it's not it's not really a morbid picture it kind of doesn't look like a bat or a fish okay. kind of looks like coral a little bit it's oh, weird yeah that's that's but not like offensive it. I like it. It's easy on the eyes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh right, my well, god. Uh, what what uh, what do you think this episode was brought to us by? Brought this... brought to everybody by. <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This episode of Words for Dinner was brought to you by patience. Mm. If you feel like <laughs> you have a lot to do. And just not enough time to do it. Patience is there for you. Also brought to you by <laughs> the Jedi Order. Oh, shit. <laughs> which values patience above all else. <laughs> Rates and conditions apply. <laughs> unless unless you're played by, uh, by uh, Ewan McGregor. And then you're short on it. I don't know. I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> you underestimate my power. Oh, no. Are these prequels quotes? Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Stop. No. Well, hello there. Hello, General Kenobi. Oh, crap. So oh, good. dude, you were hurting me with those prequels quotes, man. Mm-mm, uh, but yeah, man, and uh, who who was it brought to you on your side? This was also this episode was also brought to you by Samuel Taylor Coleridge's uh, tight breeches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what? Because real, uh, real thing. They uh, Google it. They they ins- they, uh, they inspired and instigated him to sit down gingerly in a chair and, and write some of the most famous lyrics of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are today. Here we are. Just breathing in the fumes. Breathing in it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. It is good to be back. I hope that everyone will stick around with us because we got some ideas coming from, you know, of some snacks. And we got some ideas of uh, some, like, nice words. Max yeah. sent me, like, a list of a thousand. Yeah. That he just, like, thinks up when he, like, when he wakes up in a sweaty mess. Yep. So I am. <laughs> It's good. And uh, Max, can you can you let these lovely humans know where they can find us if they're listening on their friend's device? Mm. Their friend was like, "Hey, check these guys out," and they were they're just been waiting this whole hour 
just like where can I find more of them? Where can they go? You know, that is a great question. Um, I would first direct them to our Twitter feed. Well, mm-hmm. you should go to you should go to the words for dinner at podbead.com. Of course. That's, that's where you find our episodes, right? You find our mm-hmm. like our delightful, uh, cheeky little descriptions of our episodes. True uh, story. Yeah, you, you should go to the Twitter though, which is words for dinner, words the number four dinner, right? Mm-hmm. And you'll see uh, you'll see Mike taking the helm and and, and uh, reaching out to the to the masses there. And you can tweet at us. You can write us an email, which mm-hmm. is at uh, uh, WFD podcast at gmail.com man there's so many different ways to get in touch i think they should also look at our stitcher page oh yeah and they should rate us because as you can see you get there is no quicker way to get you joe schmo your brother's cousin whoever they are mm-hmm. on the air than to give us a rating because we will read that verbatim I mean, mm-hmm. I saw it happen earlier. Michael's reading it. He didn't know what it was going to say. It could have been full of F-bombs. No idea. Just mm-hmm. straight mm-hmm. into the airwaves. Oh, yeah. So write us those reviews. Give us a five-star, yeah. you know? And if it's, if you feel like you really we really deserve four, that's fine, too. But get out yeah. there. Um, go on iTunes. Click that button. Say, man, mm-hmm. what, what a lark. These two are just great. Yes. Thank and you. We will appreciate it forever. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for listening to Season 2, Episode 37. (laughs) We appreciate it. And we hope that you all had a wonderful holiday or a time off if you had it. And that this comes out before the the real holiday season. (laughs) And that you have a beautiful (laughs) Christmas, a fantastic Hanukkah a great Kwanzaa, or just a beautiful winter solstice. Mm. Regardless, yep, whatever it is that you celebrate or do in December. I Oh, shit, I just hit my mic really hard. No, I'm sorry. That's fine. Mm. All right. Uh, I hope that you had a great time doing it, and I hope that your May is going really well <laughs> when, it, when this episode, <laughs> when we find the time to actually let this episode Go out. It'll be my 31st birthday oh, by then. Yeah. Send me a present. Be like, man, back in 2018, you were kind of a dick. <laughs> and I'd be like, yep. That's I'm gonna, it. I'm going to send you a present of Crystal Light right after this episode's over. Oh, I'm so excited. All right. Nighty night. Bye. Bye. Bye.